It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight, expertise, top guests. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on offthehooksports.com. I compute and obey. Now to Dave Hooker. Ready. By the way, that app thing is taking off a ton of downloads already, so we appreciate you. It's a great central location to hear from us, but also hear from Cooper Mace, Jacob Warren, and Josh Ward, and soon to be John Adams as well. So download that app. It's Android and Apple. Be sure to enjoy it when you download the Apple because they're really incredible to work with. Just going to go ahead and tell you that. So if you got the Apple version... Know that we put a lot of work into that. So we've got a big show lined up. Fred White joins us. It's a Fred Friday. We always look forward to that. We'll talk to him. He went through the combine way back in 2000. It's hard to believe it's been that long. That was a pretty good class. Had some guy named Tom Brady in it. Uh, He did okay. Uh, Also, Dennis Dodd says there are whispers that Nico Iamaleva is a bust already, which I find to be very, very premature, and I wonder where those whispers are. I like Dennis Dodd a lot. I think he's very good at what he does. But is this a poke-the-bear situation to get some reaction? We will discuss why the NCAA will not uh, hammer Tennessee. I believe that to be the case, uh, despite the fact that it's still an open investigation with some resolution earlier this week, but not all. And combine times. It's a Friday. Good morning, Caleb. How are you, sir? I am tremendous. How are you, Dave? I'm well. I'm I'm excited uh, about a Friday. Uh, good morning to John Travis and all the guys that are already on hold. And yes, it is Fred Smoky Mountain Red. We'll get to him here momentarily love to visit with fred and i just look at that nfl combine thing and think to 
run around in your skivvies and your underwear just doesn't seem like a lot of fun to me. There has to be a better way of doing that. But um, I guess for now it is what it is. When does that become a traveling circus like the draft? I mean, is it not already there? I'll say this. I, I The one thing I like about the combine is reporters all the time, and I know of some who never really competed on a physical level, think they can crack a five in their 40 time because they just see what offensive linemen run. And like, no, you guys don't understand how freakishly athletic these people are. You can't crack a five <laughs> at all. No, you, you, you cannot. And they had a, a media combine, which I passed on. I wasn't in very good shape at the time. And I didn't want any of those numbers up there. But I think the fastest person was Josh Ward, who joins us on Thursday. And he was like a five three or five four. And he, he weighs all of like 165 pounds. So that was as fast as it got. I mean, to break a five flat, literally you and I, if we started training right now, would have a much better chance of dunking a 10-foot goal than we would of being able to break a five flat in the 40. That's smoking fast i agree i agree it's incredibly fast the thing that always blew me away was you were covering the team at the time but i remember it was an unofficial time but john henderson didn't he clock a 4 7 40 at 300 pounds i don't remember that one the thing about ut's pro day that was so weird caleb is sometimes they'd be completely open and sometimes they'd be completely closed and you'd have to stand on the balcony sometimes you couldn't even go in and sometimes you could just stand right at the 40 line and the other thing is you, you watch people and you think they're fast or not. You really don't know. The only time that I watched somebody and I said, holy Hannah, in person, that's fast. You want to guess who it was? It goes back in the late 90s. Hmm. Was it a like defensive lineman? Running back. Running back. Okay. Late 90s. I want to say Travis Stevens. No, it was Jamal Lewis. Really? I think he was the best running back of the group, but. I remember he ran the 40 and I said, and the rest of them, you can't tell the difference between a 4-3 and a 4-5. You can't. The human eye can't do that. He ran a 4-3-4 and I said, holy gravy, a guy that size, (laughs) that is stupid fast. And before they even put up the time, they announced the time, you heard his family who they were up in one of those balconies at the indoor complex started cheering because they knew the Lewis has just got paid. I mean, that was it. Uh, I mean, you know, not to bring his legal issues, but, you know, we know cocaine can up your energy levels. And <laughs> now, Travis said he ran a 5 6 25 years ago, but what would you run now? I'd be proud of a 5 6 right now. At, uh, I'd be proud of cracking six. Yeah. Like, pr- I mean, I can I can break a four in uh, Audi. Wait, you can break a four in, in your my life? Audi? Oh, in your Audi. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we're going to get to all that big day for Byron Young. Congratulations to him. I talked to Cooper Mays on that on our YouTube channel. So check it out. Hit that like button. Smash the thumbs up button for those of you that already are on board. And I love seeing that people already to be here, ready to get going. It means a lot to us. You hit that like button. It opens it up to more people. And if you haven't subscribed by now, you have absolutely got to do so. So we are going to lead it off with 
I think would be the biggest news of the day had it not been for news of the week, had it not been for Sakai Ziegler. And it is today's tough question. And it's brought to you by our friends at Campbell Cunningham Taylor and Hahn Vision Center. Today's tough question. Take a side. Take a stand. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of offthehooksports.com. Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Hahn, local, 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 can handle your LASIK surgery, cataracts as well, and they have the vision centers for the re- routine exams. They are phenomenal, phenomenal. Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Hahn, right there in Knoxville. My farsightedness is not an issue anymore, and uh, working on the nearsightedness, and it's just been fantastic. And uh, no more contacts for me, and soon to be no more glasses. Love it. Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han. So today's tough question. Will the NCAA levy strong penalties against Tennessee? And I'll let you define, Caleb, what those are, and then I'll give you about half a dozen reasons why they won't. What say you? I say no. I say they will levy some penalties Tennessee doesn't want, but they won't be strong penalties. There'll be some scholarship reductions and maybe, you know, something like that. Uh, Recruiting limitations for a little while. Um, I think that's what they'll levy. I don't even think those matter as much anymore when NIL scholarship doesn't matter. Scholarships aren't as big of a deal. And look, I, you know, you talk about X's and O's versus Jimmy's and Joe's. You said that yesterday. I think Josh Heupel's scheme makes Jimmy's and Joe's just a little less important than it is for Alabama and Georgia. I agree with that. And I think player development is something that's been overlooked with Josh Heupel. Okay. Let me give you some reasons why Tennessee will not face severe sanctions. So if I can, let's go ahead and draw the line in the sand that severe sanctions is a postseason ban. That would be severe, right? Yes. That you would be severe. You could potentially be out of a playoff. You could be out of the exposure that Tennessee got in the Orange Bowl. That would be severe. Let me tell you why they won't. Doug Dickey, back in the day, decided he was going to self-report everything when he was the athletic director at Tennessee. I know a lot of people don't like Doug Dickey for whatever the reason might be. Basketball is the primary reason he didn't care about basketball. It was a tenth of the budget Football was 90%. Just make sure that that goes well. So let's go back to the football ticket scandal in 1986. If you don't recall, a lot of the football players were selling their tickets and making quite a bit of money because you got to remember a lot of these games weren't on TV in 86. So Tennessee had 50 players suspended in the first game, New Mexico, and then had some suspended in game two, which is Mississippi State. Of course, they beat New Mexico. They lost to Mississippi State. That's pretty significant penalties. However, the 50 players that were suspended in game one, you were going to win that game anyway. Uh, As for Mississippi State, I mean, you hate to lose that game, but uh, you only had a handful of players. So that's the most significant that we're going to go through. I feel like after that point, Tennessee was the self-reporting king, absolute self-reporting king. I had somebody that covers another school that told me recently they just ignore it the school he covers. Tennessee doesn't. They self-report these things. So you had the academic scandal in football in 1999. No severe penalties from that. All of these, when they came out, were every bit as big as the Jeremy Pruitt stuff. You had the phone fraud scandal 
1995 in which they they had a phone code. You used to have to uh, dial long distance to call from Knox County to Andersonville. And they were abusing that and they were giving it to friends and the code leaked and that was a big scandal. Again, no significant penalties. T. Martin in 1999. I still believe that T. Martin was paid by a Tennessee booster in part to come to Tennessee. But the argument was made that she knew him before he was actually a prospect his junior year. And that's when he received the money. So it's, it was a very gray area, but that was pretty significant, pretty serious at the time in 99. Bruce Pearl lied to the NCAA and lied to the SEC and UT about Aaron Kraft visiting his home in a non-contact period. Now, that cost Bruce Pearl his job, but did it cost Tennessee all that much? Not really. Donnie Tyndall fired after one year for things he had done previously that he had sworn he hadn't done. That was in 2014. Out of all of those, all of those, Tennessee only faced severe penalties one time, and that would be the 86, 50 players suspended in game one, some in game two. That That's an ugly look, even if you're going to beat New Mexico. So, and out of all of those, I don't think that you had a clean break like you do with Jeremy Pruitt. So those with a backdrop, Caleb, I I think Tennessee has proven through decades that it works with the NCAA. And I think at the end of the day, when the NCAA is deciding postseason ban or not, that they're going to err towards not. They're going to err towards Tennessee's side. Am I right or wrong? I think you're right. I think the closest, and this wasn't mentioned on there because it wasn't really anything to worry about, but... I think the closest Tennessee ever came to trouble with the NCAA. And the only time I think the NCAA created trouble for them as a program was all the investigations into them that were being done after Lane Kiffin's one year. And I think that was more, I think that was, had a lot more to do with Lane Kiffin. So publicly thumbing his nose at authority (laughs) during that time, but he left after one year. So had Lane Kiffin stayed, we might be talking a different story because Lane Kiffin, went out of his way to rub the NCAA the wrong way and people the wrong way. I, I didn't know about that uh, ticket scandal in 86. Um, that explains how they started the year top in the top 10 and then went two and five at the, at the beginning before winning five to finish the season. Um, I'll never forget that because remember Sports Illustrated was basically your sole information. We talked about this yesterday, but they, and the inside cover, you turned it open and they had a big graphic of Neyland Stadium with a crack down the middle of it and facing NCAA sanctions. And that was a big deal. Oh, my gosh. That was like me nowadays, the lead on SportsCenter for every single story. So Lane Kiffin might have gotten in trouble, but I'll give him credit on this. It was David Reeves, his brother-in-law, quarterback's coach, who lined up all the guys that – or all the girls – that went <laughs> to see the guys um, in the hostess gate situation. And I don't think Lane would necessarily mind me saying this now, but when Jonathan Crompton had his big resurrection in his senior year, I said, I'm just noticing in practice that it seems like you're spending more time with Jonathan and David is not David Reeves. And he said, well, I don't really want that to get out. It makes him look bad. But did David Reeves go to Southern California with him after Hostess Gate? No, he did not. 
And that was his wife's brother. So I think Lane was smart enough. Had he gotten into hot water that he would have, he would have gotten out of hot water. Now he was pretty cocky back then. You may be right, but I think he was smart enough to know when the difference between towing the line and stepping over the line. I can see that. And it was weird that he had a quarterback's coach because you knew that Lane Kiffin was the offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach. The one coaching the quarterbacks, that was his forte. I sometimes honestly thinking about that now, all do you know all the respect in the world for Joey Halsley. Isn't Josh Heupel the quarterback's coach too? Isn't yes. he the one working with the quarterbacks? <laughs> David Reeves was the hostess coach. He was yeah. he was not really the quarterback's coach because I mean it was as clear as night and day. And people think you see a lot of things at practice as a reporter. You really don't because you're at field level. There's three different practices going on by the time you've got best against scout team and on and on and on. You really don't get that much out of covering an entire practice. But I did notice that in the two, three weeks before Jonathan Crompton's resurgence his senior year, that Lane Kiffin was with him a lot more and David Reeves was not. I mean, it was very, very obvious. John says, uh, NCAA said we were a model to be used in self-reporting and taking action. We reduced scholarships and clean house. Totally agree. I think Tennessee is the model. Uh, Smoky Mountain Red said, I just do not see how it becomes a harsh punishment. To me, a harsh punishment now punishes the wrong people. I could be wrong, but I hope I'm right. I agree with that, too. I think Tennessee has that going for it. And they tried to stick with Bruce Pearl because he's a special coach. I mean, he's, what, one of the top 20 or so coaches of his generation? Is that too strong? At the time, I don't know if he's still in that category, but when he was hired, he was. Again, I I just, I think Bruce Pearl, a lot of coaching success is having a system when nobody else runs that system. And I think Bruce Pearl's system, nobody in the SEC was running it at the time. And he just called everybody by fire. True. And Pearl was beloved. So there was reason to bend over backwards to try to keep him, despite the fact that he might be fibbing to you and the NCAA. He he took off the shirt. He painted his chest. He did all that stuff. He supported the Lady Vols. So they wanted to make that work. But I remember the press conference that he was in when they announced, I believe it was a six-game suspension, Caleb. It was done at that point because he had already lied so much to the NCAA that once they found out all those were lies, I mean, the die was cast at that press conference. Just nobody knew it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, I remember when it happened. I didn't know if the die was cast. Wasn't there another scandal that happened in the middle of the season, a smaller one, like something involving Brian Williams and his family, like, like a week before he was fired. And it was like, he was already in hot water and this broke. And don't remember that one. I think it was something small. I think it was something like maybe Brian Williams like had a few extra tickets for his family for a game or something like that. But it's and, like a, it's like a snooty supermodel. Okay, if you're if you're dating a, a supermodel and she's snooty, you're going to tolerate it a little bit more. Donnie, right. Ten, I mean, not Excuse me, Jeremy Pruitt was snooty in that he broke all kinds of NCAA rules and. He was just a run-of-the-mill coach. Yeah, exactly. He was like yeah. a he was like a, a Sears plus size model. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that made it easier for Tennessee to fire Jimmy Pruitt. I, I actually will I will acknowledge that. The funny thing was the Donnie Tyndall situation you brought up. If you looked at how if you looked at Donnie Tyndall's coaching style, 
I think he would have won a national championship at Tennessee. Honestly, he was a wow. basketball coach. He was a, a national coach. championship. Yes. He was you forget Tennessee had about three, four stars committed that 2014 before he had ever coached a game. Donnie Tyndall ran, you know, that Louisville zone defense that no one can ever figure out that Rick Pitino yes. started. Donnie Tyndall mastered that. He mastered it, but he would also press on every made basket. So that's so the defense was so complicated. Um, and then on offense, he ran the high low motion offense, what uh, Kansas does, and he recruited for it. And I mean, he knew exactly how to get the right players. I'm telling you, I do. I think Donnie Tindall would have won a national championship at some point at Tennessee. But, you know, again, he had one year when he went 500. And Well, let me yeah. ask you this then. Why is he at Chipotle State or whatever? He's, so he's got a show calls. He can't coach in the NCAA. Yeah. Still a show calls. Ten years. Ten years. Ten year show calls. Yeah. Would he have played the one-and-done game? I watched a great documentary recently on John Calipari and how he accepted that. He accepted the one-and-done game. John Calipari got out ahead of it before it was even a thing. Um, His second year in Memphis, he had Dewan Wagner, and he actually pulled Dewan Wagner's scholarship after his first year to force him to go to the NBA. He was saying, you're too good, and you got a family to take care of. You need to go pro. (laughs) And And Wagner ended up getting really sick, and it cut his – cut his career short so it ended up being a great move by him when at the time i don't think anybody knew that obviously uh zul beer xulbeer.com is the official craft beer of off the hook sports zul beer has parking downtown in knoxville you don't see that great panoramic views of the city xulbeer.com it's zul beer and great merch award-winning craft beer worldwide award-winning craft beer as a matter of fact tell your friends go ahead and share hit that like button because we've got the one the only fred white coming up next former tennessee safety it is a football friday with fred alliteration at its best two minutes we'll be right back he's caleb calvin i'm dave Booker. family has been creating jewelry since 1986 each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler and I wanna be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. Inflation has risen to the highest level in over 40 years, according to the April 2022 U.S. Inflation Calculator. Will your investments provide you the income you need in retirement? Are you losing purchasing power of your savings due to inflation? Simply stated, if the cost of goods and services are 8% higher and you're only earning 4% in your investments, that money buys you less of what you need. Right now is the time to act. Call Guardian Investment Advisors today. Hey folks, Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. 
Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. There's repair. Chattanooga, we're at it again. For the fifth year in a row, you voted us best of the best criminal and DUI law firm. And finalist for best law firm and best personal injury firm. Thank you for the love, Chattanooga. We won't let you down. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassies, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassey Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at CCTIs.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show. Ooh. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. So something I get accused of from time to time, and I think anybody that does what Caleb and I do probably get accused of it, but it does rub me the wrong way, is you just put that out there for clicks. Well, hey, I don't write something or produce something to put out in the public domain for people not to consume. The idea is that you do consume. But I don't think uh, Caleb has ever been guilty of clickbait that I've seen. If we worked together for over six months now, and I haven't either. Um, and it's funny, some, sometimes the stories in which you don't think will get a lot of clicks get a, a ton of clicks. So, and we're going to link up with Fred here in just a second, Fred White, former of all. But so I don't levy this accusation against a lot of people. And I'm not going to levy it against Dennis Dodd. But I do find it incredibly odd, and I would say this to Dennis, um, who I've met and spoken with before, that saying there are whispers that uh, Nico Iamaleva is already a bust or falling short of expectations is a little goofy. Um, to be real honest with you, there has been no spring practice. I know they're throwing. Um I don't know what he could possibly do in his first month on campus. And that's basically all we're talking about, about two months. What what he possibly could do to 
create some sort of concern about his ability. Caleb, I mean, again, they're throwing the ball around. They're they're going to lift. I knew that he was skinny coming in. I think he has to add 15 pounds of muscle by August. So maybe he was a little lighter because he did play volleyball and he continued to play that. But if that's the basis, then that can be cured. I'm just really grasping at something that if you on the message board have an idea what let's not talk about Nico specifically, but what you could possibly do, you're not going to show up with a dead arm because you haven't played football in months and you can overcome that. Uh, Skinny is the only thing I could possibly think of that somebody would whisper. And that's the term he used, not me, that he was a little disappointing early on. I don't get where that and Smoky Mountain Red said Nico has shown nothing so far to warrant this. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you're not going to say anything about his arm because we've all seen his arm. I mean, he's got a hot he, arm. He's got a hot arm. It, the ball flop, pops out of his hand. Exactly. And so, yeah, you might say he's too skinny. Maybe would you say he's not as quick as you thought? I, I But like outside of that, like I'm with you. I mean, you know, the question with the only questions with Nico was how he'd react like in pads and with defenses coming at him and reading defenses. He's not doing any of that right now. So all you can really evaluate is his mobility and his arm and his size. And you're right. We knew about his size. We knew he was underweight. That's why I still I know you disagree, but I still think he's not going to start this year. And at all, at all, all I the think, way through I think, November, I think all the way through November, I think Heupel's going to stick with Milton. I do. And, and by the way, I think by midway through the October, I think Nico will be better than Milton. But I think Heupel really likes Milton. And Milton, if he doesn't do anything to lose the job, Heupel will let him finish out the year. I, I again, think he's going to start by the end of September. And that is assuming he puts on that 15 pounds because he is skinny. So you see a Sterling hitting Andy Kelly situation. Cause I don't think you think they're losing any time in September either. Um, yeah. 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 For those who don't know in 1989, Tennessee started five and zero undefeated. And then they still bench Sterling Hinton for Andy Kelly. Um, and the same week, Reggie Cobb got suspended as they were about to play Alabama. And that was their only loss all year. Smoky mountain red said, I heard whispers, that Dodd is a clickbait clown that isn't a real journalist. Ouch. <laughs> and Travis likes him some Caleb. Caleb is spot on. Uh, Caleb getting some love. This guy needs to get some <laughs> right now. Fred White joins us. It's Fred Friday with the man, Fred White, former Tennessee safety, dominant player, great individual, and he is the man for all of your all-state insurance needs in Georgia. Good morning, Fred. How are you? Good morning. How you guys doing? Never better. Uh, how do people get in touch with you if they're in the beautiful state of Georgia and they need insurance with uh, hard-hitting insurance with Fred White? Well, they can give me a call at 770-381-0367 or they can actually look at our website, uh, fredwhiteallstate.com. Uh, we're located in Norcross, Georgia, but we service the entire state of Georgia. And soon, Tennessee is coming. It's coming. Yeah, I've got a. I've I've said this before. Um, my wife works uh, in insurance, and I'm going with Fred instead. So, <laughs> so I don't uh, want to get you in any trouble. Oh, <laughs> it's too late for that, man. You're 20 years too late for that. <laughs> so, um, 
Fred, I was so the Dennis Dodd, Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports, who I, I like, but I think he also likes to poke the bear. Uh, he said that uh, Nico Iamaleva uh, has. There have been whispers that he hasn't lived up to his billing. I'm paraphrasing. What in the world could he have done in two months to give you any indication, good or bad, that he hasn't or has lived up to his billing? What could he have done? They haven't even had spring camp yet. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure that part out myself because this, you know, you just got there. I mean, They've recruited this kid, and he's been highly publicized. I think – I don't know if that's the case of maybe the kid is trying to figure out how to be a college athlete. And I think he's hanging out with the right guy. Joe Milton is a guy who's, you know, a leader, and he's going to have to teach him how to be one. Um, that's one of the things as a freshman when you come in. The speed of the game is different. The way you do things are different. Um, spring workouts, completely different than what they'll be like in, in the summer and what they'll be like during the football season. And I think for him, it's something that's, that he hasn't seen yet. So even though he's on, he's been on campus, what, three months, it takes a few minutes to get it together. I mean, it takes you as a freshman. I came in early, myself and Al Wilson. There was four of us back then came in early. Uh, myself, Al Wilson, Spencer Riley, and a guy by the name of uh, Miss Baker. Miss Baker ended up transferring to Ole Miss. But it took us a minute to get acclimated to what it was like to be a college athlete because it is completely different than what you've ever done in high school. And I don't care if you work out with the, the best quarterback guru, the best uh, strength and training guy you think from high school, when you get to college, it's different and you're competing. You're not watching, you're competing. So that may be the case, but I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, I think, I, I think he's going to be really, really good from what I hear. Go ahead, Caleb. Uh, Fred, sticking with that, I, I want to go a trip back down memory lane. You know, you were obviously one of the hard hitters on the team uh, in the mid-90s. Um, was there ever a time where there was a guy who may have been a little bit too full of himself early in spring practice and you and Al maybe had to humble him with a rough tackle? <laughs> there was a few. There's a few guys that came through that had a, you know, had a, li- a little bit more mouth than what they should have. Um, and that was one of the things that they used to tell us that. <laughs> this is funny. You say a trip down memory lane. I'm going to show you my age. I'm going to do what Dave does. I'm, I'm going to do the Dave hooker today and put my glasses on. Oh my God. <laughs> a trip down memory lane. Uh, <laughs> I remember a few guys that were, you know, like that. Brian Darden came in and he did the same thing. Brian was a really good football player. Had Brian been in any other football school, I think he could have been a superstar. Um, he had all the intangibles. He was good size, good strength. Speed, agility. Brian came in talking trash. He came in talking trash to the older guys. And it was just one of those things where you didn't do that at UT. We had these rules, like if you were only a freshman, you didn't have enough hours to talk. Meaning, you know, you got to take 15 hours and pass 15 hours every year, right? 18 hours. If you haven't passed a class, keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. Don't talk any trash. None of that. Just be humble and take care of business. Don't talk trash, though. Cedric Wilson was one of those guys that came in that way. Um, and, you know, he, he lived up to the building. I mean, he, he talked trash still to this day. I don't think – I think every morning he wake up talking trash to himself in the mirror. <laughs> but, but there's a lot of guys that came in, and, you know, with that type of attitude, but you got humbled really quick. 
And that was one thing that we, we prided ourselves on. Hey, man, if you don't have enough hours, be quiet. Don't even laugh. Don't even laugh at jokes. Be quiet. Just pay attention. Understand what's going on around you. And once you make it to be a sophomore, then you have, you know, you got a little bit more room to say something, to laugh at jokes and crack jokes. But don't do that before time because if you do, somebody's going to step to you and make sure you understand that you're just a freshman and that's it. What about what about a guy like Jamal Lewis who is so physically gifted? He wasn't like a freshman. Was he allowed to laugh at jokes? Jamal came up with the same rules we all came in with. Okay. And he, and he abided by those same rules, just like everyone else did. If you didn't abide by those rules, man, you better be very special. You hear me? Because we look at it this way. There are not a whole lot of freshmen that came in and did a lot. Jamal Lewis is an, is an anomaly. Peyton Manning came in as a freshman and, and wasn't Peyton Manning, if that makes any sense. You understand what I'm saying? So when you come in as a freshman, man, hey, listen, watch, listen, learn. Keep your eyes open. And even if you're balling out, guess what you're not going to do? You're not going to talk about yourself. And you're going to do all the things we say and that are our team rules, period. Because if not, the Muffins alignment might open up that hole for us to blitz through to, get, to knock you out. Or, you know what I mean? Or we might just put you out there with, you know, with Cozy Coleman and say, hey, Cozy, go get it. I mean, you know, yes. that's, 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 the, that's the name of the game. That's how you do this. I mean, it, it, what it does was it gave, it gave us a hierarchy, meaning that every guy on the team had someone they had to look up to. Until you made it to the top of the heap to be the leader, you got, still got to work. That's it. Yep, absolutely. Smash that like button. Fred joins us each and every week, uh, and we love visiting with him. Hit the like button. opens us up to more viewers. And if you haven't subscribed by now, you're crazy. You mentioned Joe Milton. Rebecca says, I think Joe's going to surprise everybody. It's time to light it up. I'm excited to see Nico, but he needs time to develop. He'll see the field some, but I don't think he'll start this year. You you kind of alluded to Joe there. I know you still hear a lot of stuff from around the program. Mm-hmm. If you had to predict, and I know it's early, March is way early. We haven't even seen spring camp, but how would you predict this fall camp unfolds? From the quarterback position, I'm going to think that coming out of it, going into it and coming out of it, I think Joe Milton is going to be your guy. I mean, he, it's his job to lose. And I don't think he's done anything to lose it in the last few, you know. He did a great job in, in beating Clemson in the Orange Bowl um, without having some of the key guys. You, you, you didn't have Tillman. You didn't have Hyatt. And you still lit it up with the guys, that, you know, uh, Squirrel White and those, those guys. I look at our team and I say, man, I think we can move forward with what we have already. But I'm never going to say that a freshman can't come in and do the job. The game has changed some. Back in the day, Jamal Lewis was the only freshman that came in and did anything significantly uh, for us. Um, but that time has changed. These guys are coming in a little bit more prepared and those type of things. But I see I see Nico being the backup until otherwise. I mean, otherwise, this is the SEC. Injuries happen. Um, Joe got his start this year because of an injury. Um, things like that happen, and I'm hoping that those things don't happen. But if he stays healthy the entire year, it would be great for us to be able to have Nico sit on the bench and, and learn the entire offense and, you know, do those type of things. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think his arm talent puts him in the conversation regardless. Um, but I do see that most of the guys on the team have one thing in common. They all respect Joe Milton. And that's one thing 
you can't take away from any football team. I've said this years ago. I've said I'll say it again today. Um, we had Casey Clausen's brother um, that played quarterback at Tennessee, um, Rick Clausen. When Rick came in at UT, he had the ear and the eyes of every player on that football team and everybody respected him. He brought us back from a few wins, and then he didn't start the next week. I thought that broke the team apart. I didn't think – not that not that Eric Ains wasn't a good quarterback. It was just that he just had the leadership ability at that time. And sometimes you got to go with your leader. And you look at uh, – the same thing happened with Major Applewhite at Texas when they brought in um, um, Phil Simpson. Same thing happened with them. So you look at how those things make a difference. It's also sometimes you got to do what's best for your team, and not just what's best for you know to sell tickets and and highlights and those type of things. And I think we got a coach though that that understands that. I think Josh Heibel does understand. He understands all those things. He's gonna put the best guy on the football field that's gonna win games. Period. Regardless of what position it is. Um, <laughs> seeing that with with what happened with a lot of things last year. If you're not up to par, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you're not t- doing handling team rules, guess what? You won't be playing this week. And I'm 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 proud to say that I got a coach that'll do that nowadays. Because some guys will just put a guy on the football field just because he can play. No, it's a little bit more than that. It's a, integrity, character, those type of things, and leadership ability. And if you're a quarterback, you have to have those abilities in order to be able to play at this level. By the way, Rick Clawson, the only player in – my professional career that declined to answer a question from me during a press conference. What was the question? What oh, was the question? It was, it was easy. He just, it was just like, <laughs> how'd the game go or something? And he looked at Bud and he goes, Bud, I told you I'm not going to answer questions from him anymore. And I was like, okie dokie. <laughs> it would have been nice if somebody would have told me. <laughs> Oh man, it's a little miscommunication. Fred, sticking with the quarterback thing, you know, it's funny um because we've we've compared them a lot when talking with you in the past, but it seems you know it seems one of the reasons that Joe Milton. I wonder if this had anything to do with it, why the team respects him so much, the fact that he decided to stay after losing his starting job. And I think back to 1997 when Peyton Manning said he's coming back for a senior year, and the whole team celebrates, but it's like you know, T. Martin in his mind is like. Man, I wish he was going to the NFL draft so I could start. But how much did it resonate with you guys that T. Martin still decided to stay, learn under Peyton for a year, and really, you know, it seemed like he had. It seemed like by the time he was ready to start, he had the respect, the full respect of everybody on the team. The next year, oh, absolutely, he had the respect. I, I don't, I don't know how much it correlates though. It was a different situation. I mean, that was Peyton Manning. I mean. <laughs> to sell the backup quarterback to pay man is a lot different, in my opinion. That's, I mean, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, you know. And to be in the same room with him, you do know that you're going to learn a lot. And yeah, T could have left and went to other places and played. He could have actually went to another school before coming to Tennessee and played um, early. So we do respect T for that, but we also knew what we had in Peyton Manning as well. And this is a little bit different situation in the sense of. I think Joe Milton understood that, okay, I did get beat out, but I did just transfer from a major school where I started. I came here, I did lose my job, but I lost my job to a better guy. Didn't mean that I wasn't good. He just happened to have what's, what was clicking at that time. It takes a lot of character and integrity to be able to do that and say, hey, you know what? I can get better. I do need to get better. When you watch film, the eye in the sky does not lie. 
if you're overthrowing guys by 15 yards, hey, man, you understand something different about yourself. It takes a different type of character to be able to do so. Um, and I think that that's what the guys on the team respect about him. He's a workout warrior. Um, that's one of the things that everyone says about him. He's going to always be around the lead, and he's always encouraging other guys. And that's it's hard to not respect that. You know what I mean? It's hard yeah. to not respect that. That's that's something that you don't get from everyone. You, know, you don't get that from guys who've lost their position most more times than anything. And in this situation, T didn't lose a position. He was behind Peyton Manning. He knew that. Yeah, and he, he came to Tennessee and was willing to sit that that time because he wanted to compete with the best. I remember talking to him about that and talking to you about that. The thing that's interesting to me about Joe Milton when I talk to players about Joe Milton is the, the exact same thing that you just pointed out. It was that they have that respect for him already. So mm-hmm. if my prediction is correct that Nico will take over at some point in the fall, and it may not be. I've got a lot of predictions that aren't correct. But if it is correct, he's going to have to overcome that because if it's close, I think Josh Heupel is going to go with Joe Milton because partly because of the respect and admiration of his teammates. Yes, and that's something that you don't just get by coming in as the top quarterback in the country or whatever, coming in as a freshman. You got to build that relationship with them. That's something you have to build over time. And, you know, like I said, I think Joe Milton is a guy, he's earned the, the right to be able to be the starter day one from what he's done so far. Now, we still have a whole lot of spring left. We still have a whole lot of summer left. So, barring anything else, hopefully there's no injuries. Hopefully there's, you know, no other things going on. Um, that's where you see where your leader's going to be. I like Joe. I think Joe is a really good football player. <laughs> One of my teammates has been pulling for Joe ever since Joe got here. Um, Terry Fair, he says that he's the guy. He's the guy. And he does have that talent. He has an arm strength, man, that you can't just – you don't find that type of arm strength every day. There's yeah. only a few people in this world that got arm strength like that. I mean, so I, I, I would love to see him do well. I hope he does well because if he does well, I think we do well. Um, I have seen freshmen take their team to the national championship. I have seen seen freshmen, you know, do a really good job for the for the squads. I, I mean, I watch. We keep watching them every other year now. But I think what's best for us at this moment is we have a guy that's already in the system and been in the system for a few years, and we got a guy right behind him that's being grown. Um, whether that maturation process is, is speeds up over the summer, we shall see. But I think right now he's, you know, he hasn't seen live bullets uh, in a in an in a SEC state stadium yet. That's something that I can't wait for him to experience for himself, not being on the sideline, but being in in the game. I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing first. Great, good stuff. Great stuff. Okay. Um, Fred, moving uh, on to uh, the other side of the ball. Um, we all know the issues with the secondary last year. Uh, I think one of the underrated losses for Tennessee um, is one of the players who wasn't invited to the combine, even though I thought he should have been, which was Trayvon Flowers um, Mm -hmm. at free safety. It seemed to me a lot of last year, and I want to know your thoughts on this um, as a former safety, that a lot of times free safeties sometimes have to sacrifice what's best for them individually for the team. If the cornerbacks aren't as good, they kind of have to cover for some mistakes. And I felt Trey Flowers did a lot of that last year. Um, How, 
would you convince a safety, whoever would take his spot to reconcile that fact that, you know, you might have to sacrifice a little bit of what's best for getting you noticed by NFL scouts because the cornerback play may not be what it needs to be yet. Well, I think it's more so you sacrifice for your team and not just for uh, yourself. You're sacrificing for your team. Sometimes you have to do that. And that's the one thing. If you have – we always go back. I'm going to go back this time to what we had uh, back then, the continuity we had for our team. Dwayne Goodrich, Steve Johnson, and my and uh, and Dwayne and uh, Deion Grant. We knew what each other were going to do because we communicated, and we didn't just communicate in games, communicated in practice, in meeting rooms. Um, we communicated all the time. I can call Deion right now and say, "Well, I lose one Rob. He's going to tell him I got you over the top, right? That means I got to play everything short. You know, Steve Johnson. I can call him and say, "Man, eighty-seven. He's going to say, "I'm jumping the curve. I got you over the top." That's you know what I mean. Those are the things that that we had. That, that made us better. Yeah, we are sacrificing certain things. And I would tell Dion sometimes, hey, man, if it's run, I'm gone. If, if I read run, I'm out of here, okay? So that means you're by yourself. Dwayne Goodwin, same thing. You already know we're playing against the Georgia football team, and they got Jasper Saints, and they can run the ball. They can get downhill real fast. Offensive line was good. They were very talented. I would tell them every time, if I see that tight end blocked down, I am gone. So if it's bootleg, I need to help over the top because I don't. I'm not gonna be there. I'm gone. So that was com- communication to make sure we understood what each other was doing. But it also gave you opportunity to make your own plays. We read something that you just said. <laughs> our rule was you just be right. That means learn what you have to learn, understand what you have to understand as far as what the other team is trying to do, um, as far as line alignments, assignments, those type of things. I feel like as a safety. Your job is to help out your corners, but it's also to be able to have a conversation with them and say, hey, listen, let me know what you're thinking on each play, or let me know what you're thinking. Um, we have our own signals. You know, I, I knew when Dwayne was going to be jumping everything because he would give me his hand signal. And he would look at me to make sure you got my attention first to let me know, hey, listen, I'm, I'm going. That's it. Cool. I got you over the top. I will sacrifice. If I'm going to do my job first, then I'm going to help you. That's the way the game is supposed to be played anyway. It's called communication. You can't communicate, you can't play in the secondary. Great stuff. Uh, I want to talk some NFL combine portions of the program, especially with Fred White, brought to you by Craft Treats. Go to crafttreats.com. Use the promo code off the hook. That's the promo code off the hook. Get 20% off of the CBD infused dog treats and cat treats for that matter. And they'll help with your pet's indigestion, anxiety and also arthritis use the promo code off the hook the promo code off the hook to get 20 percent off they've got all kinds of treats too that are holistic and maybe if if my dog would have had a cbd craft treat it wouldn't have attacked fred the one time he came to my house <laughs> you remember that I remember, yes i remember fred doing like the most athletic thing i've ever seen in my life there was a little railing that i built around my front porch and he jumped on it like a cat or Spider-Man <laughs> or something and my german shepherd had never barked at anybody had never done anything to anybody and it leapt down two flights of stairs to come after fred and i have no idea why you know what dave he was gonna have his work cut out for him i promise you <laughs> fred, fred popped up on that banister like i mean it was spider-man <laughs> And then, then he commenced to beating me down at Madden. 
this seems like a combine workout on its own. <laughs> you know what? That, that, that was the, that was the payback. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. And I, so I you see what you made me do to your owner. Yeah, I remember telling Fred at one point, he, she's fine now. Don't worry about it. And you just go, just keep that dog away from me. <laughs> I want to talk some uh, NFL combine. It's four downs now, and it's brought to you in part by our friend at AndyMasonRealEstate.com. AndyMasonRealEstate.com. Don't waste thousands or tens of thousands of dollars because you went with the wrong realtor in Knoxville. Andy Mason has 40 years of experience in his office, and he is phenomenal. Best service, best prices, four downs, is now brought to you by Andy Mason Real Estate with uh, the one, the only, Fred White. Four downs. Four questions. Four answers. The Dave Hooker Show. Four. Four. Four downs. A presentation of offthehooksports.com. All right, Fred, so going through the combine or pro day, what's the worst part of that? The interview, your skivvies in front of everybody, that part seems really uncomfortable. You, you part, you're already doing that in the locker room anyway. I mean, that, that doesn't matter as much. It's the questions. It's asking the same questions over and over and over again from each team. And they ask you some of the same stuff. And it's like, hey, man, yeah, we should have just all been in the same room. At the same time, so I'm not answer all these questions over again. I'm not changing my answer. That is my answer, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's a perfectly end a second down. What was the dumbest question you were asked at the combine? I can't. It's been so long, Dave. I can't remember the dumbest question. But I was asked a question. <laughs> Some of the questions that have floated out have been about your uh, preferences in uh, dating. Yeah. I hope you weren't um, asked anything about that. I was asked that. I think everybody was. Um, really? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the questions that I think pissed me off more than anything was, I can say that on radio, right? I can say that. Yeah, yes, can you can. That. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever that was. A- <laughs> they asked me, was I a product of a broken home? And I was like, excuse me? And the guy asked that question again. He actually looked me right in my face and asked me the same question. I said, my home wasn't broken. It was whole. I don't know what you mean. Well, <laughs> one in my house was broken. <laughs> okay. Well, one, of, one of your coaches told me that the best linebackers were beaten as children. I'll just, I'll just say that. Oh, man. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. All right, the dumbest drill is what? The dumbest drill that does not it's show. The standing, it's probably the standing broad jump. Okay. All right. When yeah. am I gonna? When am I gonna jump? Try to jump ten <laughs> feet in a football game in length. I mean, name a time in a game that I'm gonna jump ten feet in length. Never gonna do that. No. I, if I do that, I'm not gonna make any plays. That's like a kid being out on the football field looking for flowers. It's I mean, field day. <laughs> it's exactly, it's exactly field day. I'm ready for the them. To, Roger. Yeah, like this is the sack race or the three legged race. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Thing they gonna have us doing is throwing eggs. <laughs> You're catching egg. 
Uh, when you were at the combine, there was a guy named Tom Brady. He probably didn't stand out. He looked like he was um, like me at 18, uh, 22 years old. But uh, what player stood out at the combine that you looked at in your combine and you said, holy cow, that guy's good? There was a few. It wasn't just one. There was many. Um, man. I can't even know. I don't know where to start. But I, I will say this. I had a lot of those guys on my own football team. And one of those guys was Jamal Lewis. Oh, and yeah. watching that guy that big run that fast, and that was insane. I mean, he was on the same team with me. But, I, you know, I still remember that guy running the 4 3 one And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, holy, whew, that was fast. <laughs> yeah, he was real fast. Uh, Caleb, I know, wants to turn it to Byron Young and some current balls going through the combines. Go for it, Caleb. Yeah, Fred, uh, I don't know if you saw it yesterday. Byron Young clocked a 448-40, which is ridiculously fast for, for his position. Yes. Um, and we know how much of a hard worker he is. We know how smart of a player he is. How much do you think this helps his draft stock? I think it helps it tremendously. Um, he's a guy who's also still kind of very raw. And you look at he didn't have any scholarship offers out of high school. He worked at the general dollar, man. And – Worked out for a, 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 a junior college team that didn't even have a season because of COVID and then gets an opportunity at UT. I'm so proud and happy for that kid. You have no idea. Um, to watch him run that fast, and he looked good. He tested very well. And he's a guy who's still raw. He's a, so whoever's getting this kid, they may be getting a project. It's a project that I think is projected in the right direction. He's going to be a football player that can play a long time on Sundays. Yeah, I, I go in a Dollar General store, and I do it because I'm cheap and poor, but I, I I get a little depressed. I can't imagine actually having – I don't want to knock Dollar General. They may soon be a sponsor on the program. But how he pulled himself from that into a college football player and now an NFL player is just beyond me. You know, I, and that, that's the part that's part of his story, which I think – well, you know, forever be a part of what you got to look at and say, you know, you never give up on anything. You never quit. And he didn't, even though he didn't see a way because no one offered him a scholarship. But I'm sitting there trying to figure out how the heck did that kid not get offered anything? Someone missed the bar somewhere where he didn't get a scholarship offer. I mean, for a kid to not play football for two years and go to come to the SEC football team and, and start for two years and get to the combine and run that fast, someone missed the boat somewhere. Um, but this kid, I, I'm happy that he's gotten to that point, and I'm happy to where you know to where he can go out and do something for himself and then, and tell that story to let people know that you know you don't quit, you don't ever give up, and like you said, Dave, I, I go in some general dollar stores sometimes and not, and it's like man, okay, I guess that was what he needed to help him get to where he was going. I'm happy it was part of his story because where he's going now is even a bigger part of the story. Uh, quick embarrassing story. I went to Dollar General for Valentine's Day for my daughter, my wife, <laughs> and um, uh, waited in line for like five hours because they always have the longest lines in the Dollar General store. Do they not? And got up there, waited, had the balloons, put it all together in separate packaging, and she rings it up. And my card was declined because it had a fraud alert on it. So I'm like the I'm the poorest guy at the Dollar General store, Fred. You know one of the reasons why you don't 
complain about being in the dollar store. You don't complain about being there. And you don't complain about being in the line because you know the line's going to be long. Yes. <laughs> well, before you even walk through the door, you know the line's going to be long. So you just wait. Yeah, but you hope your dad blamed card works. <laughs> Go ahead, Caleb. Dave, I could imagine. I wish I was there to take a picture of your face when it happened. <laughs> well, it was that, and then it was the phone conversation with my wife about it. What is the deal? And she goes, I'm cold. <laughs> Sorry. Did you, have, did you have to go to the back of the line? Oh, I had to leave it because I could still use the ATM. I just couldn't use the card, so I had to go get cash, then go to the back of the line, then repackage the gifts. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> That's bad. On a happy day. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, complaining about a line at Dollar General is like complaining about a spirit flight and not going the way you thought it would. Sorry, I, oh, yeah, I hate that. By the way, man, never again spirit flight. <laughs> it went to UMass. Uh, not, not doing that ever again. Uh, current players you want to touch base on, Caleb? Yeah, yeah. Spirit breaks your spirit. That's what we say. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, gotta have some spirit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fred, uh, all right, here I want your hot take side on this because Dave and I have a bit of a hot take of a couple receivers at the combine this year, which is Jalen Hyatt. We know won the Bolitnikov, but we mm. both think that Cedric Tillman's actually a better pro prospect than Jalen Hyatt. What do you think? I'll go so far as to say, Fred, I think that Jalen Hyatt is overrated and a product of the system. Am I insane? I think you're insane. <laughs> I think I so. Fred. There's, there, there's, there's one thing that I, you can't teach that speed. There's one thing you can't teach is, you know, you can't teach some of the things he's born with. Um, he's worked hard for those things too. I watched Jalen not be very good that first year they came. Um, and then last year lit it up. And he lit it up out of necessity. And everybody on the football field knew he was getting the ball in certain situations. And he still lit them up. Um, you can't go for five touchdowns and, against Alabama and not not be worthy of, of being a good football player. Um, that That's not just system. That has to be, you know, that has a lot to do with him too as a football player. Um, do I think Tillman is a more well-rounded receiver? I do. I think he runs better routes because, it, you know, he was asked to do different stuff in the offense, in my opinion. Um, does he have good hands? Absolutely. Do I think they both can be good at the next level? They can I think Tillman is a guy who's whoever gets Tillman is going to get a steal because of his injuries. He will he's probably dropped in the draft. If he was healthy the entire season, I put Tennessee right there in the national championship. In my opinion, not you know losing him on the other side of Jalen made it harder for us to be able to beat teams like a Georgia. We needed all hands on deck to beat a team like Georgia, um, and I think it would have been a, a better showing, a better outing, even though we did a really good job against them. Um, having said to Tillman at 100% all season, we're a different football team, period. Because the ball can go to either side and you can't double team not one guy. You have to cover the one-on-one. And I take my chance with both of those guys one-on-one against anybody in the country. But any secondary guy, you can take the number one corner right now. You put him up against them in our offense one-on-one, I'm taking our guys. So I think they both can make it to the NFL and do really good. I think Tillman will drop in the draft because he didn't play as much this year, but he is going to be a guy that can play in the NFL for a long time because he has all the tools. Let, let me ask you this. We've, we've taken up too much of your time. I greatly appreciate it, Fred. You know, I love talking to you, but let me ask you this. Darnell Wright will be a pro bowler, all pro 
or Hall of Famer, if you had to pick one of the three? It's hard for me to say someone's going to be a Hall of Famer. Right. That's something that, you know, it takes. You got to be one of the best of the best, in my opinion. Can he be? He can. Will he play in the NFL for a long time? I'm going to check that box for sure. All pro, I think he can do that too. I do too. I think he has it where he can be that next lineman that comes out of Tennessee. This we've had a lot of guys come out in the last few years that have played a long time, and he's going to be the next one. Yep, I agree. Fred, how do people get in touch with you for their insurance needs in the beautiful state of Georgia, where you still don your orange, which is awesome? Oh, every Friday, Dave. You know I'm wearing my orange. Now. Oh, I know. Every Friday. And I go to work yeah. every that Friday. Say? That's tight. Yeah, that says Tennessee Cider Company. They'll, they'll, they'll be uh, right there with our, with our team as well, this orange on. Oh, okay. Yeah I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying out the Tennessee Cider. Yeah, man, we're gonna do that very soon here, Dave. Okay? <laughs> I got you. We're gonna do that very soon here, Dave. Let me straighten that hat up a little bit. There we go. We're gonna do that very soon here, Dave. Look okay. for that phone call very soon. But uh, you can give us a call here at 770-381-0367. You can also look us up online at fredwhiteallstate.com. Um, give us an opportunity to teach you about the business or teach you about your insurance and kind of give you any information you need. It's all about education. If you can educate anyone or anything, it helps them for whatever they're preparing themselves for. And when it comes to insurance, I can do that myself and my team. We'll do everything we can to make sure that you understand the ins and outs of what you have on your coverage. If if you're with us or even if you're with another company, the whole goal is to educate you guys and show you what, what we can do for you and what insurance is good for. And give us a call anytime. 770-381-0367. Beautiful. Smoky Mountain Red said he's already looking up Tennessee Cider, so be sure and do that. And we've got a big project that we're looking forward to over the summer, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Fred, you're fantastic, man. You know I love you. Have a great weekend, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Hopefully, like, tomorrow. It will be. (laughs) You'll talk to me tomorrow. Frank, before we let you go, can you tell people in Atlanta something for me? Um, okay. Learn to drive. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I know you're not in Atlanta, I know you're in, but I know you're near it. So I'm just saying, can you tell them? I, I love Ti, but can they stop taking credit for trap music? The elements of trap music started in Memphis, at my hometown. Oh, whoa, 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 Uh-oh. whoa! Slow your roll. Uh oh. <laughs> I got another ten. I got another ten minutes for that. Uh-oh. Slow your roll. <laughs> Troubles. <laughs> Let's go, Fred. We'll have we'll have a debate on this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, now I can I can sit here and think about the Almond Brothers. <laughs> oh, they're from Oak Ridge, aren't they? Uh, no, that's the Oak Ridge Brothers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fred. Have a blast. There, there was no trapping there. I promise you. No, I, I don't know what that means. I have a uh, have a blessed weekend, Fred. We love you. You guys have a good one, man. Go balls. Why, Fred? Fall. How awesome is he? Uh, is Smoky Mountain Red asking about Tennessee cider? Is that one based in my area, Sevierville, Gatlinburg? It is. It is. We've got a huge, monstrous project that we've been working on. We're excited for, um, and uh, it's super cool. Super cool. Uh, City Heating and Air Conditioning Integrity Matters. 50 years of experience. Cityheatandair.com. And they are fantastic. When that unit goes bad, that HVAC unit, then I want you to remember 
that it, it may just need some Freon. It may need a part. You don't need a whole different unit. All you need is city heating and air conditioning over 50 years of experience, cityheatandair.com. And uh, I want to be sure and thank our friends at Bassy Lawn and Garden get to go up and visit with uh, David Bassey today. But we're going to take the shortest break ever and come back and ask the question, what would define Nico as uh, some sort of bust, as Dennis Dodd referred to? So stick with us. Two minutes off the sports with Caleb Calhoun on Dave Sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassey's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassey Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Hey folks, Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Chattanooga, we're at it again. For the fifth year in a row, you voted us best of the best criminal and DUI law firm. And finalists for best law firm and best personal injury firm. Thank you for the love, Chattanooga. We won't let you down. Our family has been creating jewelry since 1986. Each piece unique with a story all its own. I'm Rick Terry with Rick Terry Jewelry Designs. I'm a jeweler and I want to be your jeweler. We're grateful that you chose us to be Knoxville's best jeweler. My family and staff look forward to serving you. So please come see us. Kingston Pike and Campbell Station Road in the heart of Farragut and downtown on Gay Street, right next to the Tennessee Theater. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, who's this guy? Hello, wizard. The Dave Hooker Show. Ooh. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. If you haven't had a chance to check out the YouTube channel recently, and by the way, John's saying smash that like button. I just passed the message along. So smash the like button. 
but subscribe and be sure you've done that. If you haven't had a chance, I, so we have Cooper Mays and Jacob Warren, who are just great individual young men. And the thinking was, what are we going to talk about in the off season? So I kind of had this one in my back pocket and just talked to them about when they thought they were actually good football players, when they, then that step kind of happened and their motivating factor. So if you're more into the written word, we'll have some feature stories coming out about them, but it was just a super cool sit down that uh, just doesn't happen a lot at the local media level because you have an eight minute press conference and that's what you do. And I'm not knocking anybody. That's how everybody does it now. But I thought it was a lot of fun just learning about how Cooper Mays's mom was just a huge influence in his life and still is. And uh, Jacob Warren, how he remembers catching his first pass in eighth grade because uh, Caleb, I don't know if you know this, but if you're, if you're too big in little league, um, you can't touch the ball unless it's a fumble. So you have like in Knox County, you have the big green X. So like if you're, oh, we had a kid like that when I coached my son's team, he was over like 165 pounds or 160 pounds, whatever it was. So he, because as a running back, he would have just ran through everybody. So he couldn't touch the ball. So Jacob Warren actually remembers the first time that he touched the ball in a game because he was so big tall wise, he was over the weight limit and he had the big green X. The big green X is like the one, but you couldn't tell a kid, Hey, lose some weight <laughs> so that you don't have the big green X. Yeah. This kind of reminds uh, my wife read the book of uh, the Malcolm Gladwell book outliers a while back. And this is it applies to hockey, but I bet it applies to football too, which is it was um, some of the most successful athletes are born at the time of the year where they would be the oldest person in their age group. Yes. Because then they just are always bigger than the people they're playing against. Yes. That that helps. Um, and also, it was very interesting to me that Jacob told me that he wanted to be a hockey player more than anything else. And Do they care about hockey in Knoxville? I mean, I don't know. but I, I mean, think so, and I'm born and raised there. Like, I, I mean, I noticed Nashville barely cares about hockey. And that's 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 basically almost an East Coast city now with how trans how, how much of a transplant city it is. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to uh, what the H brought to you by Vassy Lawn and Guard Man Alive. It's worth the drive. What the? What was he thinking? Release the hounds. The Dave Hooker Show. Keep cool. A presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. Oh, what the H? Dennis Dodd. What was he thinking? And he said there are whispers that Nico may not live up to his billing. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the program. So let me try to dissect this a little bit. I don't think Dennis Dodd's a clickbait guy. I think he's a good journalist. But when I ask what the H was he thinking, it's not a shot, as it may sound like that. It is... What was he thinking in terms of not living up to expectations? What would it take in year one? Let's start with that, Caleb. What would it take in year one to say that uh, Nico has not lived up to expectations? No. You, don't even think, you don't even think he's going to play in year one, no, right? No, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to start. I, I mean, the only thing I could say that it would take. One, it's not going to be reading a defense. We've talked about this. There's not much reading defenses that goes on in, in, in Josh Heupel's system. 
and right but i'm i'm asking what would define when we have this conversation in december there's really no way he could be a bust in year one to you because you don't think he's gonna play correct i don't think he's gonna play at all i think the only way i can label him a bust based on what if i based on what i see his first year is if i find out he's not that mobile in the pocket that's about it because you do need some mobility to run hypo system you do need that True. I, I I still am kind of looking for a hard definition. I think the hard definition would be if Milton were to get injured and he wasn't the first guy in. Oh, that yeah. to me is a hard definition of. So nothing. basically, he loses out to Navy Shuler or Gaston Moore, or they bring somebody in in the spring portal. And yeah, I, I'm I'm just I'm grasping at straws here to try to define what that is. So that's the best way I could define what that would be in year one. Now, not living up to expectations and Travis, he did look great in the Polynesian bowl. Hey, I'm on board. I think he starts by the end of the year. You call me a Milton hater, but I'm not. Um, Gene said he would have to get into legal trouble or be academically ineligible or something like that. Red flags are all that could make him a disappointment. Agreed off the field stuff would be that, but in year one, I don't know how he could be a disappointment other than those two things, something off field, or he's not the second string quarterback. If Milton were to go down. And I don't think either of those are, are within the realm of possibility. But even if he's not the second-string quarterback, what if Hypel just is choosing to redshirt him for a year? I mean, I guess you can play four games. Um, but, like, right. what if Hypel's choosing to redshirt him so he has him for four years? I mean, I don't think he's going to stay four years. I'll tell you this. As far as a career, I think it's I think it's a disappointment if he doesn't win the Heisman at Tennessee. I got such high expectations for Nico. Wow. Yes. Yes. I'm saying wow. that here. I, I'm telling you guys, Nico – Peyton Manning is going to be the best NFL quarterback who ever played at Tennessee. Nico will be the best Tennessee quarterback who ever played at Tennessee, if that makes sense. Wow. Okay. I'm not going to go that far, but I will say if we want to define a career disappointment, you're going further than I would go. I'm going to go with this. I would define career disappointment. He doesn't start 25 games and he doesn't take Tennessee to the college football playoff at least once. That to me is where I set the bar. Is that fair or is that too high? Because 25 games is two seasons, basically. Yeah, I was going to say, if he takes them to the college football playoff at least once, he better only start two seasons. Because if he starts three seasons, he needs to take them there twice. And he needs to get – look, I, I'm sorry. I'm not – it's funny It's funny. you're higher on Nico this year. I'm higher on him as a career guy. I keep saying this. There are some quarterbacks that are created in a lab for your system. This is Tim Tebow to Urban Meyer. This is when Urban Meyer got to Florida and Tim Tebow fell right into his lap. And – you know, so basically this year, because we're talking about Nico and Joe Milton, this year Joe Milton is Chris Week, Nico's Tim Tebow. And um, so that's why I think Joe Milton is gonna except Tennessee's not winning a national championship like Florida did with Chris Week. That's the only difference. Okay, how would you define a disappointment career wise? And and let me give you two parameters. He just stays at Tennessee for three years. Just stays at Tennessee for three years? Yes. Not winning any championship. SEC national, like so if he won an SEC title, but not a national championship. You would consider that a success? Yeah, I don't really hold people to national championship standards as much. Um, well, like, it's really, it's honestly stupid that it goes with a quarterback the way we measure them. And I agree, that. it's so dumb. I mean, look, I, do, does anybody look back on Pete Manning's career at Tennessee like a failure? No, he didn't win a national championship, but he won an SEC championship, and I think that's really was the. That SEC championship, I mean, that, that felt like a national championship when you watched Tennessee play Auburn in that game in 97. I think the Florida thing hangs with him. 
All right, so if he, I do think that hangs with him. All right, so if he played three full years, four total years, by your standards, he's not going to play this year. What's a disappointment if he plays three full years? Travis says he downloaded the app, by the way. Good job. Thank you very much, Travis. I appreciate that. Look, I'm going all in. Man, if he plays three full years, I'm I'm, I'm revising. And Nico Imaleva and Josh Heupel's system with his style, I'm sorry. I'm going Heisman in national title. I am. If he doesn't want to get both of those, if he doesn't have both of those, it's a disappointment. I'm sorry. I, I just, this is like one of five instances when I keep seeing a quarterback created in a lab. Now it's funny. You, you think I brought up Danny Warfel one time, but then I'm like, I'm kind of revising that based on what you've told me. It seems like anybody really could have run that Spurrier system. It wasn't like Warfel was like the, just was a rare commodity that could have run it, but he was willing to get hit. Okay. I mean, he they'd go five wide and he was willing to get hit and deliver the ball on time. Patrick Ramsey tried that when Spurrier was at Washington and in the NFL and Patrick Ramsey's career was over before it started. Yeah. Okay. So he, right. But there's a lot of college quarterbacks like that, that are willing to get hit. And so there's not always a Tim Tebow that waiting in the wings to run urban Myers offense. And there's not always a Nico Imaleva waiting in the rings to run Josh Heupel's offense. You don't find this quarterback every day. Josh Heupel will never have a better quarterback than he had than he get than he got in Nico Imaleva. You, it's impossible to find a quarterback like that. And I, I mean, I've, I've seen enough film. I, again, I'm not even saying Nico as an NFL prospect. I think long term, gun to my head, Arch Manning would be a better NFL player than Nico Imaleva. I think you would agree with me on that, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. Right. Uh, Smoky Mountain Red says, I have zero faith in the current Heisman setup anymore. It isn't about the best player. Unfortunately, that's true. Nico, you will not be, they won't be able to ignore Nico, guys. I'm telling you. Oh my you. gosh. Caleb is just throwing high, hot heat. I am calling it 2025 Heisman Trophy winner. All right. You heard it here first. He's also got the balls winning the national championship in 2024. And I will say this about Caleb through getting to know him. He is not a homer as he's as critical as, as I am at times. So that's, that's what he really believes, which is uh, hopefully what we are able to bring uh, some objectivity uh, every once in a while. And uh, you don't get that uh, at every place. So love it. Great stuff. Uh, he's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Fantastic show with a, uh, Football Friday with Fred and Travis says Arch Manning will be a disappointment. Oh no, he's no, he won't. Okay, no, 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 no. Let's play this game for a second. Okay. Who is most likely to be a disappointment, Arch or Nico? Well, that, Do you want to save that for Monday? That's gold. Travis is our new producer. Yeah, that's, that's gold, Jerry. Gold. So, so should I give my answer or should I just save it for Monday? We'll save it for Monday, but don't forget a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Have a fantastic and blessed weekend, everyone. We love you and we appreciate the support. He's Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.